0: Hey, welcome back everybody to another episode of Big Screen Breakdown. We got some exciting stuff to talk about today. Disney's making a sequel to Lion King live action. The Witches got a trailer that nobody kinda knew was coming. Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro for Spider-Man 3. And is COVID killing all of cinema? Talking about all that and also, since we couldn't go to the movies this week, I'm gonna talk about a movie that I watched on Netflix. Okay, so let's jump right into it. It was reported this week that Walt Disney Studios has hired Barry Jenkins to direct the new developing sequel uh, for 2019's The Lion King. Um, Deadline reported this. Uh, First, in 2019, The Lion King was directed by Jon Favreau, and he's busy doing uh, The Mandalorian now. So they got Barry Jenkins, who directed the Oscar-winning drama Moonlight that won the Oscar in 2016, if you guys remember that Oscar. Uh, that's when they announced that La La Land won, but Moonlight actually won. That was, uh, anyways, so if any of you are 90s kids like myself and you remember the original sequel to The Lion King, that straight-to-movie Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, they're reporting that this is not going to be anything like that. They're saying that this one's going to be more like The Godfather 2, which kind of saw intercut intercutting um, past and present with uh, young uh, Don Vito and uh, Michael Corleone as he was as he become the head of the crime family for the first time uh so they're saying that this the sequel the and the script that apparently a first draft is already complete and ready to go um that simba and mufasa storylines are kind of kind of intercut with simba's beginning to take over the pride or whatever and when mufasa first took over I don't mind that idea. I mean, I I was a kid when the second Lion King came out, so I'm a little partial to it, and, you know, it's always got a special place in my heart. Um, but I think that'd be kind of a cool storyline to see if you see um, Simba struggling with something similar, similarly than uh, that Mufasa struggled with, um, seeing him figure it out and have to... I don't know. It, it, it sounds like a cool idea. Uh, the first Lion King remake didn't really... I mean, it did well, but it didn't do anything super new. There weren't really... I don't think there was any new characters, and, you know, Beyonce got a song in there, but, like, it pretty much was the first Lion King movie beat for beat. So I don't think anybody wants to see a remake of, you know, Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. So I'm actually, you know, happy that they're going in a new direction with these characters. I'm just hoping that they change up the animation a little bit, because, I mean, it was for all intents and purposes, live action, but, you know, it's completely computer animated. There was one real shot in that entire movie. If you watch the 2019 Lion King, the first opening shot of the sunrise and the tree, that's a real shot that they went out to Africa and actually took a picture, you know, recorded that. And then once that shot is gone, it's computer animated the entire movie. Um, but they made it extremely lifelike and realistic and, it was hard to see these animals that look so realistic. They had no emotions. They had no, their faces couldn't emote. So I'm hoping that they change that a little bit so we can actually feel for these animals and we can feel for these characters uh, if they want to get the audience more on board. Because that was a really, really big issue that people were having with the first Lion King. But either way, like I said, I'm excited to see them go somewhere different and kind of tackle, not an original story because they're, they straight up said they're taking it from the godfather part two but something different for the lion king movie so we don't we're not going to know exactly what's going to happen so either way i'm excited to see it i just hope that if they're if they're re if they're bringing back mufasa's character honestly i don't want them to bring back james earl jones and i know that's a little uh harsh but he's too old now um they i know they brought him back to do his if you don't, he's the voice of Mufasa, he's the voice of Darth Vader, so they brought him back to do a little thing for Rogue One, and, you know, they brought him back to be Mufasa, and he's just, you can, you can hear his age now, and I, nothing against it, it's just, it didn't, it, it was jarring to me, it didn't really fit right, um, and if, especially if they're telling a story of a younger Mufasa, they got to bring someone else in with, you know, a similar voice to him, but just, you know, just, just do it a little bit differently, I don't know, just don't, don't bring him back, all right, so moving on. Do you guys remember the Witches, the movie with uh, Angelica Houston that came out in 1990? Because uh, I didn't. I had never seen this movie before in my entire life, and you know, COVID's uh, here, and uh, my girlfriend and I were hanging out with some of her friends, and we're scrolling through Netflix, and uh, the Witches was on there, the movie from 1990. And you know, my girlfriend had seen it. She's like, you never seen this movie? I watched it when I was a kid. And I was like, no, I've never seen this movie before in my life. So we watched it. God, if I would have seen that movie when I was a child, I probably would have been scarred for life. <laughs> that movie is like so, we- like it's well, it's weird. It's a weird, I mean, it's a movie about witches, but those witches look so creepy, man. And they the, the, the makeup and the, and the uh, effects that they use and the practical effects for that movie, good Lord have mercy, it would have scarred me forever as a child so with that being said guess what's getting a remake uh the witches um which was originally apparently this is here's we're living in covid life now set to be released in theaters uh on october 9th um but was removed from the calendar in june i had no idea this movie was even coming out which it's just funny it's ironic because i was i just my i just seen this for the first time my girlfriend had just shown this movie to me and then all of a sudden we see a trailer for um a remake but um it was removed from the release calendar in june and this is the thing that i was kind of talking about last week is this what big movie studios are going to do because what they're doing now is they're going to release the witches uh at the towards the end of october on hbo max they're not going to put it in theaters they're going to put it straight to a streaming service is is this what's going to happen is this the future um at least the current future that we're going to be living in Uh, so anyways, there's a trailer for this new movie, The Witches, uh, starring Anne Hathaway and Octavia Spencer and Stanley Tucci. Uh, it's, it's so weird to watch because I had just watched the original and it's, you know, eerily similar to the original. It's just updated. So I kind of know everything that's going on in the movie, having just seen the original, but it looks good. Um, it's being directed by Robert Zemeckis who, you know, did Back to the Future and Forrest Gump and like how could this not be good people might think but you know you never know this isn't um it's not a sequel to the 1991 because all people do now are sequels and remakes it is a remake from the book so kind of like um willie wonka in the chocolate factory and then charlie and the chocolate factory came out um but uh it looks good to me uh it looks fun it's definitely something that we're gonna you know uh my girlfriend and we're gonna have her friends over that we watch the original with couple weeks back and we're gonna watch that on a movie night so I'll be able to talk about that later on the podcast when it comes out but it's just funny it's funny that this movie came out it's funny that um or this movie is coming out uh it's a per- personally it's an ironic story that this movie's coming out but it looks good all the actors in it look good cgi looks a little funny but it was a kid's movie in 1990 and I'm sure it's pretty much gonna be a movie to scare kids away from which is <laughs> in 2020 so we'll see what happens when it comes out but either way i'm excited to see it okay now we're gonna get a little nerdy um so big news in a uh, superhero world this week jamie fox confirms that he's gonna return as electro but in tom holland spider-man 3 For those of you that don't know, Jamie Foxx played the villain Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, starring Andrew Garfield. However, uh, he, I mean, it had been, it had been rumored this week that Jamie Foxx is in talks to return, Jamie Foxx is in talks to return, and people kind of didn't know what that meant. But then he goes on his Instagram, and he posts a picture of a bunch of, like, articles, like, he posts several pictures you know swipe left to see all the picture kind of thing um of article heads that you know jamie Foxx to return as spider-man jimmy Fo- or to return in spider-man 3 jamie fox to return in tom holland spider-man movie um but then he also posted a fan picture of his villain electro his eyes kind of in the sky and all three live action spider-man uh um, tom holland andrew garfield and uh toby mcguire which a lot of people are saying is hinting to a live-action Spider-Verse. And uh, his caption read, Tell Spidey, let's run it back. Super excited to be a part of this new Marvel Spider-Man installment. Can't wait for y'all to check the new one. And I won't be blue in this one, but a thousand percent badass. So he's confirming, yeah, he's coming back as Electro. Now he said, I'm not going to be blue in this one. So does that mean he's going to play Electro but a different version of Electro. Marvel Studios has recently done this um, really fast. For those of you guys that don't know, uh, Sony and Marvel Studios, two completely different movie studios. Sony owns all the cinematic rights to the character of Spider-Man. Back in the 90s, I believe it was, uh, Marvel Comics was bankrupt and losing all their money. So they sold the movie rights to their most famous characters two different movie studios to kind of try to keep the lights on spider-man they sold to Sony uh x-men and fantastic four and these were really big popular comic book characters at the time they sold to Fox and then um they kind of had everybody else because nobody cared back in the 90s no one cared about Iron Man or Captain America it's all different now but anyways um, so since then, Disney purchased Marvel Studios, that's why they have all the Avengers films and stuff like that, and a couple years back when, uh, Captain America Civil War came out, um, Disney and Sony made a deal to have Spider-Man be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, and that deal consisted of Spider-Man appearing in three MCU movies, that's why he's in Civil War, uh, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame, and then also, uh, Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man's three solo movies to be co-produced by uh, Kevin Feige, who runs Marvel Studios. So we got Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and now this third Spider-Man movie is supposed to be the last one in the contract for uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man character to be in the MCU. But they're bringing back Jamie Fox as Electro, which is weird because, again, he starred opposite Andrew Garfield in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, playing the same character. So what I was alluding to earlier is that at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, um, Disney kind of dropped the bomb that they had brought back J.K. Simmons to play J. Jonah Jameson, uh, which he played in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. But it seems like they're two different characters um, because this J. Jonah Jameson runs like a website and like kind of like a blog site, and very more modern rather than the one in the Tobey Maguire films who worked was the head of a newspaper. So is that what Marvel studios is doing? They're just bringing for whatever reason, Jamie Foxx back to play this character, but in, in a, in a new form. But this, the, the craziness of that fan art that he posted, that's what has people asking so many questions. Like, what does this all mean? Are, are they actually in that, that picture you can see on our Twitter. Um, I, cause Jamie Foxx has deleted it. Uh, I don't know. Why he deleted it? Marvel Studios could have called him, and maybe maybe final talks aren't done yet, or maybe he revealed too much. Who knows? But it he deleted it off his Instagram, so I got a screenshot of that, and it's up on our uh, on our Twitter uh, at Big Screen Pod if you wanted to go check that out. But um, people are people are pointing at that as kind of confirmation of a live action. Spider Verse, multiverse. Um this is something that we're getting super geeky here right now, so either take notes or you know, just skip forward to when I'm talking about something else. But um, you know, in comic books, a way that publishers have gotten around the fact that so many different people want to tell stories with the same characters. Um, they say that oh, all these stories are taking places on different earths in different universes. So there's one universe, you know, where Superman was born in Russia, one or not born. his uh, his rocket landed in russia you know they're kind of elseworld stories but they all exist in one giant multiverse and audiences saw this and reacted very well to it a couple years back when they released the animated film spider-man into the spider-verse um that followed the the new spider-man character of miles morales and um different spider-men from different universes got thrown into his a spider up uh, an old like a 42 year old peter parker and uh, a peter parker that's a peter porker that's a pig and one that's from like the 1940s and he's all black and white and other different characters you know a uh, uh, a female penny parker female spider-man from the future and then a different a spider what if what if gwen stacy was spider-man spider woman um spider gwen i'm whatever So audiences have seen this and they reacted well to it. So is Marvel Studios going to kind of piggyback off of that and make a live action Spider-Verse movie? They also have a movie, Spider-Man 3, whatever, they're going to throw home in that name because they all have to have the word home in them apparently. A movie is supposed to come out December 2021. Coming out the next May in 2022 is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So... I mean, are they going to introduce the multiverse in Spider-Man and have Doctor Strange kind of close up the multiverse because things are getting too crazy? Or are they going to introduce the multiverse in the new WandaVision show that they're having on Disney Plus? Because how is Vision back alive? What What's going on with that show? If you've seen the trailer to that show, it's a little wacky. So um, Wanda's character, the Scarlet Witch, she, she has these kind of witchy, hexy powers that can create other worlds and... and, and other universes so maybe she creates it and then dr strange has to close it up and in the middle spider-man gets into some shenanigans with toby go Gu- toby McGuire and andrew garfield i don't know um but all i know is it's so weird that they're bringing jamie fox back like his like not in a mean way i mean the amazing spider-man 2 was that was the movie that ended the spider-man um run for andrew garfield It didn't do well at the box office. Uh, A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people felt that Sony was just trying to shoehorn villains in there to uh, make their um, Sinister Six movie. Um, What the Sinister Six is, is six of Spider Man's bad guys uh, joining together to fight him. So they were trying to, they just felt like, hey, Sony's just trying to get this. They're trying to rush everything to the Sinister Six. They felt that it was rushed. Uh, So they ended it. And that's the reason that we have tom holland as spider-man now because sony was trying to figure out okay what do we do with this character now and they made a deal with marvel and they recast and all this other stuff is that what's happening are they bringing in jamie fox's electro if he's the same guy you know he apparently died at the end of the amazing spider-man 2 maybe he didn't die maybe he blew up and got transported to a new universe or something are they bringing him in to do the sinister six with uh tom holland spider-man I have no idea. They have enough bad guys at this point. They have the vulture from the first movie. They hinted at the scorpion uh, at the end of the first movie. You know, they can bring Mysterio back because he uh, you know, he was just a computer program at the end of the day. I mean, they can they could bring him back somehow. Um, you know, and they had the Shocker in the first movie. They have enough guys to make a Sinister 6 already in the MCU. Um, is that what they're going to be doing? I don't know. But it's so crazy to me that they're bringing Jamie Foxx back. I hope that he's a different version of Electro because I just I don't see why they would bring that version back. Um, And he said in his Instagram that he's not going to be blue. So why wouldn't he be blue if he was the same guy? So I think they're doing what they did with J.K. Simmons, bringing him back as J. Jonah Jameson. They're just... Same actor because... the But he didn't even play like... I don't know. I can understand J.K. Simmons because he was like... Iconic as Jay Jonah Jameson, everybody loved that performance. So they bring it back, and it makes everybody go crazy. But Jamie Fox, no one was really like fighting for him to come back and get another shot at Electro. So no offense to Jamie Fox, because I know you're listening to this. Um, I just I don't I don't I don't get why they're bringing him back. But it's cool that they are, and he seems excited to do it. And you know what? Hey, screw it. If you're down for it, I'm down for it. Let's let's see what they can do. All right. So our last bit of news. It's kind of a downer, and um, it, it really sucks for, you know, friends and, and people I know that work in the, in the movie industry, but uh, Cineworld, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, they're the second largest um, movie theater chain in America and basically the world here, um, but it's being reported that they are most likely going to be closing all of their locations, in the U.S., which is over 500, uh, they they're the Regal theaters, um, over 500 of those, and they also have like over 127 locations in the U.K. that they're going to be shutting those down for the rest of the year. Now, this comes after um, the uh, new James Bond uh, film, No Time to Die, I think that's what it's called, uh, has been pushed back again. Uh, that movie got pushed back because the only movie, the only real big budget movie that has been released this year was Tenet and the, it's not doing well at the box office, I mean it's doing great for what it can but it's not seeing the money that these films normally see and you know people still aren't going to the movies and big for America, these big um, locations like LA and New York they're still not open Um, the theaters, you know, I I live close enough to LA, but you know I had to go to a county outside of LA County that um, to to watch my movie. And like I, I said, it there was there was myself, my girlfriend, and four other people in the theater when we went to go see it. So they're they're losing money keeping these theaters open, and they're it sucks because you know there's a lot of people that are going to be out of work because of this. But what else can they do when they're they're run by companies that all their income is based off of a movie studio being willing to release their movie into a theater. So unfortunately it's reported that the final decision hasn't been made yet, but it's supposed to be being made on Monday or Tuesday. Today is Sunday when I'm recording. But you know, that's like over 45,000 workers that could potentially be out of a job. So coronavirus is killing the movie industry. Um, You know, there's studios are shooting, they're, they're, they're out there. They're, they're on set or they're, they're, you know, they're in sets like in giant, uh, movie uh, studios like Pinewood or, or different places like that. So they're filming stuff, but they're filming stuff that is it ever going to come to a movie theater. Like I said earlier, you know, with witches, witches was supposed to be in a movie theater and, you know, either they made the movie for not a lot of money or they just say, you know what, screw it. Let's just put it so people can still see it. Is that what they're gonna do now? Is is movie our movie's gonna? Be, we don't know when you know this pandemic is gonna end. We don't know when things are gonna open up and the world's gonna go back to normal. So, are we gonna see a rise in subscriptions to um, you know streaming services like Netflix and HBO Max, um, Amazon Prime, Hulu? I I don't have cable, so I have all of those. But are those prices gonna go up? Is this what? What's this mean for us? You know, Disney plus, are they going to start charging more for those things because they're going to start putting the live action or not live action. They're going to start putting, um, the big budget movies on these streaming services. So they're going to have to get their money back somehow. Um, I don't know. I don't know what this means for the movie industry at large. All I know is that it sucks. I love going to the movies. Um, there's no word about AMC, what they're going to be doing. I know there are some AMC theaters that are currently still open. But where I live, you know, Southern California, stuff like that is still shut down. You know, they're barely opening restaurants again. And, you know, people people are still scared to go out, especially in these big crowds. Um, like a movie theater, And you're in a room, everybody's sharing the same air. It makes sense that, that those would be the places that close. It just sucks. It really does. Um, so hate to kind of bring the new segment uh, to an end on a downer. But, you know, this is the news and we kind of got to talk about it. So hopefully we can see some positive news come soon we'll see what happens you know just hope and pray that this pandemic ends as soon as possible i don't know because i want to go back to the movies okay so on to the main meat of the episode um this is a movie podcast i gotta find movies to watch and unfortunately like i said in the last story here there's not a lot of movies coming out so where do we turn we turn to streaming services and i live with my girlfriend and she had an idea, so here she is on the show with me for the first time ever. She's here. Hello. Hi. Introduce yourself.
1: My name is Betty. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my girlfriend Betty recommended that we watched the Netflix new the new Netflix documentary, American Murder: The Family Next Door. Why the hell did you make me watch this? <laughs>
1: Um, I had seen it on social media. A lot of my friends were posting it and Mm it looked interesting and I like crime and mystery movies. So I thought (laughs) this would be perfect for us.
0: If I cut that, you sounded like a criminal. You're like, and I like crime. (laughs) Just cut it and leave it right there. And then in the podcast, It is what "What the hell kind of girl is he dating? (laughs) Um, okay. So this is how we get our, uh, our entertainment. Now someone says, Hey, watch this. And that's what we go do. I mean, that's how it's always been. Right. Um, so American murder. Uh, the family next door Netflix documentary. Uh, they just released it last week, and it is about the real life crime that happened two years ago. That when we first started watching it, I like I didn't really I was like I think I know this story, and then farther got along, I was like oh yeah I do remember this whole thing. But you had never heard the story before, right?
1: No, I'd never heard of it. This is the first time I'm finding out this even happened.
0: Okay. So spoiler alert, I guess we're going to, we're going to talk through this whole thing, but this is, a, yeah, this, and this is a real <laughs> life thing that happens. So if you don't know, I mean, you know, you can go watch it, uh, again, American murder, the family next door, go watch that and then come back and listen to the rest of it. But this is something that actually happened. And I remembered it halfway through watching and then, you know, Betty just kind of went along for the ride but
1: but you didn't remember the ending
0: I well that's well that's what I'm saying I remembered it like halfway through like at the beginning I was like what no didn't I think I know this did he but you're right you're right so um there's that spoiler alert so let's talk about the how they put this movie together um it's a documentary but it's very different to a normal documentary because normally in a documentary you know they they might have a um you know, like a 30 second film of something that happened. And then they usually like dramatize everything else that happens and they go back and forth with interviews and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they'll, they'll have like, uh, the host of the documentary kind of walking through the streets of where it actually happened, you know? Um, but this one's very different. This one, they Mm -hmm. were able to pull this is very modern family, modern life everything's on social media so they were able to pull stuff from social media to put the story together they had the they had access to the police cameras the footage from the interview rooms i mean what do you how, how do you think about how the whole movie was put together
1: right so um the storyline is basically about a family mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know um and it's um you know mom and dad and then they have two baby girls and the mom is basically recording you know a lot of her life and posting it on social media. She's like a Facebook mom. And so I think the way that it was recorded was really interesting because it's so common to like what we do today. We record everything, every aspect of our life and post it. And so the fact that they were just able to kind of follow the storyline with all of her videos Mm -hmm. and all of her pictures that she posted was really interesting to me. And it was also kind of like, okay, you see this perfect family on social media and then behind closed doors it's like a whole nother situation Mm -hmm. you know which is kind of what we talk about all the time how you know social media is like this perfect picture but in reality it's something totally different I i mean nobody knows
0: exactly uh it's and this i mean she posted a lot Oh yeah, like you said, she was a Facebook mom so much so that they were able to pick, you know, you know. So, uh, uh like I said, spoiler alert, but the husband, you know, he murders his wife and kids, mm-hmm. and they were able to post or or show videos two days before the murder, three days before the murder, like of the life that she was projecting out to everybody else. But they were all, they had access to her phone records, so they were able to show the private conversations between her and her friends that. You know the things that the struggles that she did feel that were going on with her husband, um, and it kind of puts you just right there, like you're going along with this story before mm-hmm. they, you know, do the whole reveal because they don't they don't tell you right at the beginning that he did it. Right. They play it out like a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. The the movie opens with like you know she's just missing yeah, where she in the at
1: backseat of a detective cop car. <laughs> you're you're like, following along, yeah, like because, shadowing his every move
0: because they have. The police, the body cam footage of the cops going to her house right. and interviewing her husband, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know where she is. I have no idea what's going on. You know, I've, I've been trying to text her, call her. She's not answering. Right. Like, and so for me and you, I mean you more than me, because I started to remember, like, <laughs> more watching. We were trying to guess, like, right. where she at, what happened, what's going on. Um, I don't know. It was, it was as as bad as it is to say it's it was an interesting, uh, uh, Jack, f- I don't, I can't, I can't think of a word that's not like disrespectful to the fact right. that, you know, it was uh, a good watch. It was a good watch.
1: You know, it was interesting. It captured you, you, I can always usually tell like where the ending's going to go mm-hmm. and I'm pretty good at picking up like who the villain is, like who right. the, you right. know, antagonist is. So throughout this whole, um, movie, because it docu-series or docu documentary, movie, right? Yeah um i really thought maybe this is like a gone girl case right because Mm -hmm. she was recording everything and making it seem a certain way so i was wondering like okay maybe he cheated on her (laughs) she found out she found you know gone girl movie we've all seen gone girl Mm -hmm. she found out was upset because they portray her to be like kind of this person that's like very on edge and she kind of says it herself like you know she's like i'm really hard to deal with yeah. and, and i get she's angry very controlling and yeah she's
0: like, like they like they did. They made her, they painted her because there was a video that like, where she was like, my husband doesn't listen to me. And, mm-hmm. it, and like, it, seemed, it almost seemed like a little like, like sorry mom, to, like a little bitchy. Like, yeah. You know, like, why? Like, Jesus. he doesn't do
1: exactly what I say. Right. And then she painted him like this perfect husband.
0: I know, right?
1: It's, it's... <laughs> so it was like, he can't be the bad guy. You're telling us, you the victim mm-hmm. are telling us that this person is perfect. Right. and does no wrong and is the perfect father and treats right. you like a princess and it was
0: that video that like he was he was coming in to surprise he dressed as santa claus to surprise his right. daughters like doing something nice like going mm-hmm. above and beyond you know not taking them to the mall but like dressing up himself and mm-hmm. then she's like well where's the phone right like kind of snapping at him and like almost like
1: you well, couldn't get this you couldn't right
0: get, yeah you couldn't <laughs> you're so dumb you couldn't grab the phone from the garage now i gotta go get it because i have right. to record this for facebook to show like Like and it kind of made her look like a certain way, you know. Um,
1: Can I curse?
0: You can curse enough. Yeah, why not?
1: Kind of bitchy. That's what
0: I said. I was like, "Sorry, mom, I'm kind of like a bitch." Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah. uh,
1: Well, I thought it was, and then also, so okay, she does all that, right? right. And she paints this perfect picture, and so you're thinking she kind of set herself up to go missing with her girls, right? Because she would instantly get, you know, she went to another country. Well, she has full custody. What are they going to do? Bring her back? Mm -hmm. So I was thinking like, okay, she got there at two in the morning, picked up her girls or like found a way to sneak. You know what I mean? Like maybe played with the cameras because she's so controlling. Well, he was able
0: to play with the camera, the camera angles, because the only footage they had of him the next day or when she went missing was the one neighbor's camera that mm-hmm. saw his you know but saw his truck pull up to the garage but you couldn't see to the other side of the street right so it's easy to believe that she could have just left the other way where, right. there, were, where there was no other
1: footage right, right 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 so I don't know and then um I felt like another reason why I thought it was a gone girl case at the beginning was because she kind of um was very into capturing these moments on video like she made like, her husband, you know, text her when she was going down the ter- terminal. We were talking about that earlier. Oh, that's
0: right. When they hadn't seen each other for, like, five weeks or something like that.
1: Yeah. And instead of, like, being so excited to see your partner and, like, hug them and kiss them, as you normally do in an airport, mm-hmm. when you've gone weeks without seeing your significant other. Right. She was more interested in recording, mm-hmm. like, that scenario. She so told was like, him.
0: She said, you know, <laughs> let me know when you're in the terminal so I can record. So, like, so I can, cat like, man.
1: It was very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I know that, like, a lot of us do that today, but I feel like once you start prioritizing social media over your relationship, it mm-hmm. really does give you a glimpse of that relationship. Like, what is more important? Like, right. where are your priorities at? Because he obviously didn't feel loved Right. Um, to go and cheat on her, mm-hmm. which gives him no excuse. Yeah, we're not blaming the victim <laughs> here
0: at all. We're... we're What we're saying here is like how engaging this documentary was that it it made you, like if you don't know this story, you're thinking, you're starting to think all these other different Mm -hmm. things, you know? And like you said, clearly they painted a picture of a perfect family, but there Mm -hmm. was not, things were clearly not as good as, um, Facebook would have you believe.
1: Well, I thought there's no way this guy did it right? because because of the way he was portrayed Mm -hmm. by her, the Mm -hmm. victim. Yeah by you know everything that was posted what people were saying like even her family was like we loved him you know like he's such a great guy Mm -hmm. so you're almost thinking like there's no way there's got to be another you know there's got to be another missing part here like what are we missing because you see it at the beginning and all the clues are there you know it was him right like at the end of the day once you find out like okay for sure You you knew from the beginning it was him.
0: It was the aha, like I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Like
1: there was no force of entry. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like there was no other
0: struggle,
1: no, you know. Their blankets were missing, her phone was left, like things like that. So it's like you knew it was him, but because of everything else that we were shown, you almost are in disbelief. Right. Like, how? Exactly. And I think that's kind of, like, something that's really dangerous I mean, with social media.
0: I'm still kind of in disbelief because they didn't... Like, normally when these kind of things happens. like Netflix, they did that um, Aaron Hernandez, the football player mm-hmm. the documentary, you know, they go back into some, like, kind of disturbing things from his childhood that could say, like, maybe this is why. Right. Maybe this is where this came from. But with this guy, they don't show anything Nothing. like that. It's just, he got a new girlfriend. That's all they can point to. But... That would cause you to do the terrible things that you did. Like, clear, there's something mm-hmm. else wrong with him, but they don't point to it. Like, it mm-hmm. literally just seems like, hey, woke up one morning and was like, no. Nope. Instead of trying to just divorce this lady, I gotta, you know. Yeah. And to take his kids out. To, like, it's...
1: It was gruesome. Yeah. And it looked like he came from a good family because the father gave him up. mm mm-hmm. Which was interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think my father would give me up if i did something like that so i'm thinking like okay his parents have good morals good values they're probably like you know what he did this horrible thing we we've got to do the right thing and turn him in right so yeah it's kind of crazy to think like okay you get a girlfriend and all of a sudden you're like i'm gonna murder my family yeah like why not divorce your wife why not
0: because his story goes that he told her you know that it was over and then like, she started saying, like, you're never going to see your kids again. And that's what, like, caused him to, um, to snap. But mm-hmm. any, like, like right-minded, he, person. right-minded person would know, like, okay, you can't just, you don't get to decide that. Right. Like, I have a job. I have income. Like, mm-hmm. if we take this to court, like, I'm a good dad. I don't have any priors or anything like that. Like, there's, there's nothing, process. there's nothing that would make me not see my kids again. You don't get to choose mm-hmm. that. So that was his excuse to saying she was saying that, and so I just started choking her, and I couldn't stop, or whatever.
1: I almost feel like it was a self-esteem issue. Like, you know, he was heavy at the beginning.
0: And he started working out. Found this
1: beautiful woman that accepted him for who he was. Yeah, and then started working out, and then found this other woman after, maybe, younger woman, after years of his current wife, you know, Mm. um, Shannon, Shannon. Is it Shannon or Shannon?
0: Yeah, because we talked about that because at the the beginning um, they said Shannon, and then the cop was like Shannon, are you home? So we're like, wait, what is it? What is it? And then like when her family was talking, it's Shannon.
1: Okay, so Mm Shannon. So you know she they they're saying that like she almost made him feel like emasculated, right? So I almost feel like okay, was it a self esteem thing, like a control thing, where he is like, this is the one thing. That I can control, that will make me feel good about this situation, where it's like I just start brand new, right. brand new body, brand new self esteem, like well, brand it also new girlfriend. Could be
0: that you know, now we're getting into like a true crime uh, <laughs> podcast that we're trying to break this down. But whatever, let's have fun with it. Um, it also could be that you know, with a wife that puts so much effort and gets so much attention from social media. Where is he getting his attention from? Mm-hmm. And you know, almost kinda of could be even a jealousy thing, not not just jealous that she's getting or she's spending all her time on Facebook and not with him, but that she gets attention from Facebook and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So then someone starts to give him attention and then he starts to feel better about himself. Still don't know why that would cause you to murder somebody. No idea. But like why not just leave?
1: I'd really like a psychological evaluation. <laughs> I know, right? Can we go talk to this guy? <laughs>
0: Um like,
1: just give me a couple of minutes yeah, I just, mean just', I, I just a, a couple of assessments just, just tell me
0: <laughs> what happened uh, but either way, super engaging. we found something right. to watch this weekend um and uh you know as ugh, I hate saying this, but like it was it was a ha- it was a good watch like right. I was into it, and it was a bummer and a downer at the end when you realize that, you know what happened in the families and and you know everybody affected by it but Netflix did a really good job putting this thing together.
1: Yeah. It was definitely like you hold your breath at the end and you're just in shock. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't believe it. And we were so sad. We talked about this, you know, how could someone do this to that? Like their kids, like these babies and you know, that was the
0: part. I mean, like it was
1: hard. It was hard to watch at the end. Your
0: your own child, like how you could do that. But, um, Mm -hmm. so if you feel like having a little downer, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but actually watching a very well put together documentary, um, that, you know, most documentaries are about, you know, something that happened like in the thirties or forties like mm-hmm. they don't have like they can't track it like this one did. Right. So it was it was a fun way to watch um kind of this new age of documentaries put together. So if you're looking for something interesting watching you like uh to watch and you like true crime stuff, check it out. Uh American Murder, right? That's what it's called? yes yeah american murder the family next door it's on netflix if you have netflix this is how we get our entertainment now we can't go to the movies so you can watch on netflix but next week we're going back to netflix because the haunting of bly manor comes out next friday so that's what we're going to be watching and talking about on the podcast i don't know if i want to have betty back on do you want to come back on and do it you want to talk about it with me Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I can if you want me to.
0: I mean, we'll see. We'll see. If you guys want Betty on, no, I'm not. Put a poll out there. No, just kidding. Um, I'd like to
1: say one more thing about family. You don't get to say. Just kidding.
0: I'm just kidding. You can say whatever you want.
1: Um, I just want to say for the the listeners that are women Mm. and the stats that came up at the end, that is all super true. Mm. Like. The murders that happen to most of these women are people that they know that are idolizing them or, um, you know, boyfriends and Mm. husbands and other girlfriends.
0: We got to do better,
1: fellas. (laughs) Um, I think like you have to be very careful in who you choose as a partner and you have to kind of figure out like how they are mentally Mm. and, you know, like, I don't want to get into, you know, I'm like my major. (laughs) so My- Betty's in her master's
0: program to be a counselor so she's turned this podcast about movies and entertainment into a public service announcement so you might as well just finish
1: self-defense Get a can of pepper spray Get a pepper- you bought me a I did buy you a spray. can of pepper spray because I don't want you anyways we're getting now we're getting into a relationship this know. is not what the people are here for this is all
0: for entertainment I'm leaving it all in I'm leaving every bit of it in but um thank you for being on um not Thanks, like you had a choice, but
1: I really didn't. No, I'm, I'm happy recording an audio <laughs> so here we go. Um, I can't get breakfast until we're done. Yeah, with exactly, this. because the
0: audio would be terrible. Um, but um, yeah, so next week uh, we're talking Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. If you guys mm-hmm. want to go catch, well, it's not even a sequel series. I can't tell people to catch up, but go watch Haunting of Hill House because it's October and that is such a great show that Netflix so put good. out. So go watch that. Next week we're going to talk about the haunting of Blind Manor. We're going to try to binge it next weekend and then talk about it. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you can, you know, do all the things you do for podcasts, you know, rate and review and uh, subscribe wherever you're listening to, that would be great. I appreciate it. You can follow the show at Big Screen Pod on Twitter. Uh, I just got a notification that you all may be heard,
1: but who cares? Whatever. I have a life. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys. See you next week.